I'm a firm believer in living in the moment as much as you can. And I thought that that really got me through a lot of those grueling projects and stuff. This is the Mindful and Positive Podcast. Most of the reporting on student mental health is negative. We seem to always focus on anxiety, depression, hospitalization rates, or suicide. But this isn't a podcast about all of that. It's about what people are doing in the face of this crisis. This is about resilience, about courage, about strength, and about hope. Every episode, we feature stories about growth and transformation. This is a podcast about flourishing. There are so many positive mental health stories all around us. So many young people are overcoming challenges, doing amazing things, and becoming amazing people. So welcome to the Mindful and Positive Podcast. I'm Meg Frederick. And I'm Jeff Konevsky. I'm a teacher at Shine Mountain High School in Colorado Springs. And now that I'm retired, I have even more time to support students and teachers to infuse their lives with happiness and peace through mindfulness and positivity. Today, we welcome the faces of the morning show at Shine Mountain High School, Parker Craddock and Jackson Bailey. They bring life to their high school. They are talented, gregarious, funny, and kind young men. They will share their techniques on how they take good care of themselves and contribute to their community. I figured you were late because you were shaving that mustache, <laughs> which I would imagine would take a long time. Just for you? It actually <laughs> did take a long time. <laughs> Here we go. Times are hard, you're afraid to pay the fee, so you find yourself somebody who can do the job for free. All right, gentlemen, so um, first first question, wh why did you join the Mindfulness Club? Like, you guys were a, a couple who kind of came over the few years, and I'm just kind of curious what brought you there and, and what skills and techniques did you learn uh, through the Mindfulness Club? Um, well, I joined pretty early on with that kind of first group because uh, Jackie had told me about it and said that I should come because it was fun and a great atmosphere. So I said, hey, might as well give it a shot. I got nothing on Friday mornings um, might be, and I might take away some good things for it. And also, I think it's a very important uh, mission from that, from the club to promote the betterment of mental health and all that jazz. And then Jackson just kind of followed. Yeah, basically with me, you know, uh, it it was formed my sophomore year. So I came in my junior year and I remember Parker and Jackie tell me about it and they were like, hey, we'll be there. And I was like, all right, that's a friend. Those are some friends. That's a plus. Mr. Kinesky will be there. Then they said it was Friday mornings and I, I started to doubt them. And, um, but, and then uh, they, they they nearly got me around to it because then they said that Miss Fred would be baking every now and then. And that's how I was convinced to come. <laughs> I love that. Good. If, if it was if it was my uh, coffee cake that brought you in there on Friday mornings, I'm really it was, grateful it, for that. Miss Fred, it was about 85% your coffee cake <laughs> and about 15% uh, taking for my emotional well-being. Jackson's key mental health is baked goods. I have this memory when they canceled school because of the coronavirus and um, it was like the Friday was going to be our last day. And I think we found out on the Thursday before um, and I walked out of 
my classroom and there was a big group of, of seniors sitting outside in the hallway. And I remember at the time, um, everybody was like excited. I remember asking a few of you guys, like, are you sad about this? And everyone's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Everything seems to be okay. Um, I wanted to kind of dig deeper. How, how has the quarantine been and the realization that your senior year drastically changed? It's been weird. Um, I at first didn't really think of it as going to be as long term as it was. So I kind of held out hope for a while there. But um, I think the main things that were like upsetting with it were missing out on all the great senior moments that we get. Um, I'm really happy we got to still have a graduation, though. Um, it, it In general, with quarantine, it worked out pretty well because our generation is so tech savvy that like FaceTime and all that was pretty natural to us. But I'd say the worst part of it was online school. So I, I want to jump in for a second, too, and and ask the question, too. Did either of you, you know, and, and Parker, I think you you may have touched on this just a little bit when you would get stressed out and tired and worn out with, with doing your productions at AM CM at AM at CM. Um, during this quarantine time, did you find yourself um, unsettled, anxious, worried? And if so, what did you do? Do you have a tool, strategy, some sort of a technique that, that you use to be peaceful, find some certainty, find some ground on which to stand that felt better? Did either of you deal with some of that? During the final stretch, um, the last, I want to say, couple weeks before AP tests or like during the week of AP tests, it got really stressful because no one knew what was going on with the testing. And I also was working on a bunch of projects, the senior show being one of them, which was a beast <laughs> to put together and very yeah. stressful. Um, and also a bunch of music videos for my dad and his music stuff going on. So I just bouncing between all those various things got pretty stressful and many late nights that kind of dragged me down. But what I did to kind of get through it was just take moments to enjoy the moment, like things around me, try not to focus on the things that had happened or are possibly going to happen. I'm a firm believer in living in the moment as much as you can. And I thought that that really got me through a lot of those grueling projects and stuff, as well as just finding the time to do things I enjoy. Like I've been cooking a lot more, uh, always listening to music I enjoy. And I'm so grateful to be living in such a great state like this one where I can go hiking and hammock and do all this wonderful stuff in my free time that those moments of peace and tranquility where I'm just in my element doing what I want, that kind of would help me wash away any of the stress or bad stuff going on during that time. So we, we had, you put together um, the academic awards, right? And then there was the, the athletic awards. Um, and then there was the senior show. You were part of all of that. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes, I was involved. So when in you're when you're, I mean, that just, you did an amazing job. Those were incredible productions. And I'll be honest with you, like seeing the athletic awards when they came out first, it's just, I felt it was just immediate sadness to not be able to see this group of kids again. It was like this reminder of how incredibly awesome 
just graduating classes. But my question to you is, when you're working and you're involved in that work, um, is that rejuvenating for you, or is it does it is it exhausting? Does does that does the time just go by instantly when you're doing that, or is it uh, another chore? I'd say a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> uh, like all when I get really down into it, it all things kind of vanish from my side except for what's going on, and I get really into it. But if it's a really like late night or a grueling part of an edit that I have to do, it can it can drag on pretty far that it I just hate everything with it. So in those moments, I would just take a step back and leave it for a little bit and come back to it. But on a tight deadline, you can't do that as much. So there were certainly moments where Parker was starting to lose it. Because I during um during the when we were when we, we work on the senior show, basically how it worked was I I wrote a lot of it and Parker uh, edited and kind of got together all the clips. So the majority of the actual technical work was on his shoulders. Um, so like I was con so so I I was con we were he and I were pretty much constantly talking back and forth and calling each other. And there were just some days that I would just be like, man, he is so. He is so ticked off and so so upset by how much work he has to do, and so it was just a lot of uh, like I, I had to I, I I think I had to check in on you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Those those were the bad days. Jackson, I wanted to ask you a quick question too that we haven't talked about as much yet. As an actor, a fabulous one, I might add. Um, what are some ways in which, even before the pandemic hit, what were some ways in which you were able to go up on a stage in very intense roles that you have played and calm yourself and calm your anxieties to produce some phenomenal scenes and shows for those of us who were able to witness it? I have my own um, method that I use for acting in general that's uh, a mindfulness practice that i've i've showed mr kineski and we've even though jackson is an experienced actor he still gets nervous in front of a crowd this mindfulness technique is something that he created to allow him to fully engage in his performance so the alexander technique was an acting technique that i learned in boston and it basically helps you be more spatially aware what I did was change it into a mindfulness technique. I added more of a visualization aspect to it. So I, I, I used this before getting on stage to help me simulate how, how it will look and feel on a stage. It also uses a fair amount of grounding and concentration. So it really helped me get over when I would have those pre-show or pre-presentation jitters. Start by getting in a comfortable position. Now I'd like to ask you to look around the room. Find an object in the room. This could be any object. Be on the floor, on the walls. Find your object? Good. Now close your eyes. Picture the object in the space around you. Where is the object? How far are you in relation to the object? How's the object look in the light? How'd it look in different parts of the room? Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Now we're gonna expand out a little bit further. 
Look at your city or town. Find a spot in your local area. Place the object there. This could be outside, it could be in a gym, it could be on a roof. How does the object look in its new space? Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Now we're going to go out a little bit further. Pick a spot in the world. It's be your favorite place. Be a place from your childhood. How's the object looking in this new space? What does the space sound like? Is it sunny? Is it bright? How's the light shine off the object in this new space? Breathe in, breathe out. Now come back to your space. Where are you in relation to the object now, in this moment? How far are you in relation to the object? Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. So like if I'm acting, if I'm acting a scene, uh, if I'm acting a scene in London, then I kind of have to, I use a visualization practice before the, each show that I'll, um, I'll place myself there. And then I feel like that that's really helped me in kind of um, recognizing the, the, unrealistic circumstances that I'm that, that, that I'm kind of forcing upon myself because I'm, I'm acting, you know, I'm acting and I've got to, um, I've got to just make it fine make it as realistic as possible and, for myself. And mindfulness plays a big role in that. You know, I love to talk about my gratitude. Um, during this pandemic, this time of pandemic, when everything seems so, so bleak at times. And so we were so isolated and so separated and I know you guys were doing a lot of online work, but but the world was it was in a place we'd never been before. Um, what did you do with gratitude? Where did you find your gratitude, or did you find your gratitude shifting um, in ways that you maybe were unexpected for you, or were really peaceful for you, or healing for you? Um, I I think um, you know I think I found a lot more gratitude and, and smaller things um like uh, just books and listening to music and like common everyday entertainment things that you kind of just take for granted and don't really um don't don't really think about i i know especially the first week where everything was a little up in the air um i found myself i watched a, a lot of a lot of different movies and i kind of i streamed a lot and i i mean like I, it, it, I have a great relationship with, um, with my parents and I feel like that, um, like my mom, my stepdad, I was really, uh, glad to be in their company. And I found a lot of gratitude just having them around. Um, because I feel like it's, 
it's rough. It's especially rough for a lot of people who don't have great relationships with their parents. And it's also rough for people who are doing, um, uh, doing quarantine by themselves. And that's, um, so I feel like just having those interactions, what I was very grateful for, and also having an access to, to entertainment. Cause that really, um, I feel like we, I, I feel like a lot of people undervalue, um, like, uh, or undervalue or, or uh, underappreciate sometimes, uh, like, artists or entertainers. And right now, um, artists and entertainers are more appreciated than, than, than ever, than, 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 uh, than, than ever before I can think of because we all are streaming so much content and are listening to so many different podcasts and we're all reading so many different books because we have to in order to um, in order to stay positive and mindful uh, going off that Jackson um, I I completely agree with you on the it's the little things that matter uh, that that's something that's kind of come more into my brain during this time um there's a there's a great movie uh i don't know if you guys know it or not it's called zombie land uh starring jesse eisenberg uh but there's a there's a character in it named tallahassee uh played by woody harrelson and he adds a piece of advice that is kind of a running thread throughout the movie uh which is enjoy the little things because throughout the apocalypse he's just hunting down for a twinkie because that's his favorite thing and that is something small that makes him happy or he smashes up an abandoned store. Now, those are both extremes. But my point being that it's important that you find those little moments of bliss that keep you positive, keep you sane, and ultimately will make you feel more grateful for just being in the situation you're in. And I think that that has played a big part in staying mindful and happy during all this quarantine stuff is enjoying whatever you can when you can. Thank you both for those. That was beautiful sharing. Thank you. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think, I think it goes out saying you guys know how much I appreciate both of you. I would like you to sign off as you always do. You two cool kids that you reminded us every day. So I would love one last sign off from Jackson oh, and Parker. Another, another one, one last sign off. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd get to say these lines again. We'll probably edit it out. Just say it out. Okay. All right. All right, Cheyenne. I uh, hope you enjoy your week for now. For the last time, I'm, and I'm Parker Craddock. And as always, stay classy, all you mindfulness folks. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. The Mindful and Positive Podcast is brought to you by the Mindfulness and Positivity Project, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to infuse lives with happiness and peace, cultivated through mindfulness and positivity. And if you like what you heard today, we would sure appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast or share it with a friend. Or visit us at mindfulandpositive.com.